Small group math instruction allows you to truly differentiate your lessons. Breaking your math block up into key areas is only the first step to implementing guided math. Next, you have to plan what you will teach your students when they arrive at your small group table. In today's episode, I'm going to share how I organize the lesson inside my small group math. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Teaching Made Easy podcast, where it's all about simple systems that actually work so you can finally teach and give your students bigger impact in their learning. Teaching is hard, y'all, but what if I told you that sometimes we make it harder than it has to be? I'm Farah, CEO of Farah Henley Education and host of the Teaching Made Easy podcast. I've been an educator for almost 25 years, and to say I've seen a thing or two is an understatement. I know how much you pour your heart and soul into your students and your classroom, and I want to help you find some simple ways to have a bigger impact without breaking the bank or spending all your free time focused on school. You don't have to be a Pinterest teacher to be a great teacher, and that is what this podcast is all about. So grab your favorite beverage, head out on that walk, or just soak the day away in a bubble bath. But sit back and let's enter the world of teaching made easy. What's kicking educational rock stars? Welcome back to another episode of the Teaching Made Easy podcast. I'm the Center Fairy, your ultimate source into the wonderful world of simple classroom systems that actually work so that you can finally get back to what you love teaching. If this is your first time joining me here on the podcast, welcome. I'm so glad you found us on your favorite podcast listening platform. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back. Now get ready for another episode of helpful tips and strategies to make your teacher life easier. Guys, it's no secret that I love a good small group instruction plan, especially for math. It allows you to offer targeted instruction on that particular group's ability level. By utilizing small group instruction, this allows you to help your students learn and practice those key math skills. Small groups give your students an opportunity to engage in meaningful discussions about strategies that they're using to solve the problems that they're working on. This also helps students who have difficulty putting their ideas into words, and it allows them to hear their peers thinking through these concepts. It also allows you the chance to clear up any misconceptions or struggles that students are showing. When you're teaching whole group lessons, you may not even have time to catch that a student is confused. Often you don't see their confusion until you review their work or assess their learning. It's okay. It happens to the best of us. I've also found that students are much more confident in their math skills when they're able to get that one-on-one time with their teacher and they get in the moment help when they're confused by a skill or a problem. A few weeks ago, I talked about how I break up my math block and you can check out that episode by going to fairhenley.com forward slash episode 403. Now, a question I get all the time is, okay, I got my math block divided up on how I want to teach it, but what do I actually teach them when they come to my table? So when planning a lesson for my small groups in math, I always start with the end in mind, kind of like reverse engineering the lesson. I take a look first at the standard that I'm going to be teaching, and then I jump to the end of unit assessment, or I check out our end of the year assessment to see what specific vocabulary or methods that the student is ultimately going to need to know. And like I said, if I have state assessments, I'll check to make sure that my provided curriculum aligns with this vocabulary and methods. And if it does, and I will adjust it if I need to. Next, I'm going to break up each standard into three pieces. Concrete, 
pictures, and abstract. This approach allows me to differentiate my lessons based on what my students need in each group. I always move my students through all stages, but how quickly a group moves through the stage is based on their needs. In the concrete stage of a lesson, I'm modeling the skill using hands-on manipulatives and allowing students to use manipulatives to follow along and work through the problems and skills. We're not doing any pencil work in this stage. It's completely hands-on with concrete objects and verbal. Next, we're going to move into the picture stage. In this stage, students will see pictures of the manipulatives and solve problems based on what they see. This may include some pencil work, but if needed, students will verbalize their learning and I can take notes in my teacher notebook. Last but not least is the abstract stage. This is the ultimate goal of each lesson on a standard. My goal is to get students to the point where they can use numbers and symbols to solve problems. So how does this look with a skill like place value? First, I'll find the standard for the grade level I'm teaching. For this example, we're gonna use the first grade standard. The standard reads, the student is expected to use concrete pictorial models to compose and decompose numbers to 120 in more than one way as to so many hundreds, so many tens, and so many ones. Interestingly enough, this standard already has two of our stages in it verbatim. If I look at the end of the unit assessment and the end of the year assessment, I can see that the ultimate goal for the first grade student is to be able to look at a number, the abstract, and determine how many hundreds, tens, and ones. To introduce this skill, first I wanna use the concrete. I would use something like popsicle sticks um, and a work mat, and I would group them in groups of by one, 10, and 100. I would compose and decompose these numbers with students using their own work mats and sticks to follow along and then demonstrate their learning. Once I felt like my group was ready, we would move to the picture stage. In this stage, I like to keep manipulatives, or the concrete stage, on hand in case students need to refer back to them. But the ultimate goal here is to have my students be able to look at the picture of base 10 blocks like five 10 sticks and six ones cubes to understand the picture represents five tens and six ones. Then I may have my students draw the tens and the ones on their paper or their work mat to represent what they see. This stage helps students to visualize the problem and gain a deeper understanding of the skill or the strategy. Now this standard doesn't specify students being able to move to the abstract, but we know that this is the ultimate goal. So if my group of students is ready, I'm gonna move them to just using the numbers or symbols, the abstract. In this stage, they may order numbers, decompose numbers into expanded form or compose numbers from expanded form. Using this method of concrete picture, and abstract, I can meet my students where they're at and differentiate when needed. Every standard is going to go through these three stages. I never skip a stage. Even if I have a group of students who already understands the concrete, it's never a bad idea to review it. Now, one very important part of my small group instruction is my anecdotal notes. I always have my notebook handy to jot down notes based on what I'm seeing when students are implementing strategies to solve problems. This formal assessment allows me to intervene when a student is struggling or give a challenge to a student who is moving more quickly through the skill. I'm also able to easily move students among 
among their groups based on their needs throughout the year. While I love small groups, I strongly believe that you can't teach in small groups unless your centers are running smoothly. The first step to this is getting them organized. That's why I created my three steps to organizing your math and literacy centers, and you can grab the guide and included labels by clicking the link in the show notes. You also need math centers that your students can work on independently while you teach in small groups. Our math centers are bundled for grades K through five and include simple yet engaging activities that follow predictable patterns and allow your students to work independently without interrupting you constantly at your table. You can check those out in our shop and we have them for hands-on and digital and I'll leave a link for those in the show notes as well. Now, if you're looking for more tips, strategies, and simple systems to take back into your classroom to make your teacher life easier, check out the other episodes of the Teaching Made Easy podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and check the show notes for any links that to any of the resources that I've mentioned in today's episode. And if you haven't done so already, we would be ever so grateful if you would jump over to your favorite podcast listening platform and leave us a five-star review. Reviews help educational rock stars like you find the podcast and help us have a greater impact on teachers and students around the world. We also want to hear from you and we would love it if you would shoot us a DM over on Instagram to let us know if you thought this episode was helpful. If it was, take a screenshot and share it on Instagram and be sure to tag us and your teacher bestie so they can benefit from the tips too. Thanks for listening and keep being an educational rock star. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to today's episode. You can find all the links mentioned in today's episode by clicking the link in the description to jump over to the show notes. I know your time is valuable as a teacher, and I am honored that you chose to spend a piece of it with me. Help other teachers like you find the podcast by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast listening platform. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you get notified when new episodes are available. Thanks again for listening, and most importantly, keep being educational rock stars.